Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, and our app name on all platforms is The Author Show. After encountering a brief power outage at work, college student Sarah Donovan might be allowing her imagination to run wild. Well, that's the first sentence in the synopsis for our book, Fire and Ice, a Mozzie and Me Mystery Book 2, written by B.T. Polcari. This young adult work of fiction is humorous, but it's also with a bit of mystery. Brian is here to share more. Brian, welcome to the author's show. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. Brian, will you give us a quick overview of Fire and Ice? I would love to. As you read, Sarah Donovan, the story revolves around her. And you have to understand Sarah to understand where we go in the story. She's a 20-year-old college student. She's home on summer break. She has a very overactive imagination. In fact, I say her imagination is so pregnant, she's running for Lamaze class. (laughs) And she has observation skills that she considers her superpower. Other people consider it bordering on stalking. You put those two together, and now we drop Sarah into her summer job. She's an internist working in the archives section of the Carlton Museum. And there is a jewel exhibit that comes to the museum called Fire and Ice. And they're storing it in the vault where she works in a valuables vault, a smaller vault within a vault. And everybody leaves. Sarah's getting ready to go home. There's a power outage. And with that imagination of hers, she suddenly thinks that there's been a heist and the jewels have been stolen. And that sends Sarah off to the races. There's no evidence of a heist. Nobody believes her. And Sarah, who's also very headstrong, decides to prove everybody wrong and starts her own investigation. And it goes places that you just won't imagine. As I mentioned in my intro, Brian, Fire and Ice is the second in your Mozzie and Me mystery series. How many books do you have planned for Sarah? That's a good question. Unlimited, really. As long as I keep writing, I'm going to keep putting them out. But this series, I might break it four and then we age her up and start another series. But you know, she's a great character. I want to keep writing. Who is Mozzie and how does he fit into the story? Mozzie is Sarah's miniature red Dotson. He's a rescue and he is the only real character in the story. A lot of the antics that are in the story are Mozzie. I call him the co-main character. He's got attitude. He's smart. The story would not be the same without Mozzie. So you say Mozzie is real. Is he your dog? No, he's actually my daughter's dog. But over the years, I've had plenty of times to observe him, and he's just like a person. (laughs) They can be. Oh, yeah. So will both Sarah and Mozzie be featured in each book of your series? For the foreseeable future, yes. Obviously, I don't know where this will go down the road, far down the road, but at least the next two books for sure, both Mozzie and uh, Sarah will be in it. Who would you see as the ideal reader for Fire and Ice? Off the top of my head, I would say women between high school age and up into the mid-30s. But I've had so much comments and, and success from men and women all the way up into their 70s. You know, it has crossover appeal. I've had a lot of great feedback. So I think anybody who likes cozy mysteries or just mysteries and they want to be entertained and laugh at the same time, this book is for them. Well, where did the idea for your series generate? 
The idea for the series actually started with Sarah Donovan, the character. So going back to Against My Better Judgment, I was on a drive up 81 with my wife, long drive for our son's medical school graduation. And my wife starts throwing around this idea of a high school girl who's a little klutzy and gets into things with her dog. And my, my daughter meets us up there. And over the weekend, they continue talking about this. And I realize I'm writing a story about this college student girl who I turned into Sarah Donovan. So it started with the character, and then the plot came against my better judgment. For the Fire and Ice book, it started with the plot, obviously, since I already had the characters from the first book. What sets Fire and Ice apart from others in the same genre? There's a very complicated mystery. There's a lot of moving parts in this story. There's a lot of humor as well. I want people to laugh and be entertained. Where the story starts and where the story ends, it's Two totally different places. There's a lot of moving parts. It's a great mystery, I think. Are you working on the third book in the series now? And if so, will you give us a quick teaser? I am. I'm a plotter, so I take a lot of time to lay things out. I've actually started the writing process. Now I'm into the third chapter. And the teaser, I'll just give you the working title. It may not be the final title, but the working title is Grave Mischief. (laughs) That leaves (laughs) a lot to the imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) especially when you get to know Sarah and (laughs) Mozzie. Well, Brian, in your story, the star of Midnight is a 175-carat diamond. Just how big is 175 carats? It's about the size of a golf ball, maybe a little bit bigger. And and this diamond is cut in a pear shape. Oh, my gosh. That it's hefty. Yeah, that is a big gem. So I can definitely see how you could revolve a mystery around it. Well, tell us a little bit about how Sarah got started. What's your first book about? The first book, Sarah's at University of Alabama. She's a freshman. So it's set in the Tuscaloosa, Birmingham area. Sarah is into Egyptology. She loves it. And she works in the gift shop of a museum, the Dauphin Museum in Birmingham. So she's always buying trinkets with her employee discount, taking them home. And she has this funeral mass that she brought home that she bought. She was all excited about. And Sarah being Sarah, she's quite klutzy and clumsy, spilled nail polish remover on this mask. And it melts a small hole in it. And underneath this hole, she sees this dark yellowish color. And instantly she flies into thinking that she's got some ancient Egyptian antiquity. And she's thinking this was smuggled into the museum and it was sent to her. Why was it sent to her? And she just is off to the races thinking that there is a smuggling ring in little old Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You have a wild imagination, guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) Have you always seen yourself as an author? You know, yeah. When I was 10, I really wanted to be an author. And I had a fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Shea, who really, really encouraged it. But, you know, as I grew up, you know, teen years got in the way. Then, you know, life got in the way. And I really didn't get back to writing until I was in Saudi Arabia and I blew out my ankle, had to have surgery. I was bedridden in this ridiculous cast. And I thought, you know, let me write this story loosely based on my time when I was in Mogadishu, Somalia. And I wrote it by hand. That's how long ago it was. Wrote it in yellow pads. I mean, it it wasn't very good. But that was when I started getting back into writing. That went away. And then probably seven or eight years ago, I retired and decided after having this conversation with my wife and daughter to write against my better judgment. What a delightful story. So (laughs) 
What kind of research do you do to ensure the believability of your stories? Oh, I research the heck out of everything. One of my biggest fears is for someone to say, well, that can't happen. I don't want that. So uh, for Fire and Ice, I probably spent three months just researching everything. And then another three months laying out what I call my blueprint and my chapter outline and all that before I ever started writing. What would you say has been the most rewarding experience for you since publishing your first book? The feedback that I get. I've had so many people tell me, uh, it's just literally, this is what people say is laugh out loud funny. I had one person say, you can't read this in church. (laughs) I'll never forget that. I just had someone just recently remark the same thing. This is just laugh out loud funny. That's what I like to hear because I want to entertain people, especially with everything that's been going on the last couple of years. My books are, if you want to get lost and have a laugh, but also think, you know, there's a mystery. There are mysteries here. That's what these books are for. People are just looking for a good laugh, a good entertaining read. Boy, I have to agree. That's something we all need right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get lost in the fun stuff, you know? That's right. So what would you like readers to remember once they've finished Fire and Ice? Two things, that they want to read the next one, but (laughs) (laughs) that they were entertained. And entertainment obviously is different things, but I want someone to come away smiling and thinking back to the things they read and just, they had a good time. Since you're writing a series, do you have to read book one before you start book two, or can you just pick up book two and just everything's okay? No, I can pretty much pick it all up. Everything's okay. I live these books when I'm writing them and editing them. I read these manuscripts hundreds of times. (laughs) So, I mean, they are burned into my brain. I'll forget everything else before I forget what's in those stories. Brian, will you please read a short excerpt from Fire and Ice for us? Yeah, I would love to. When I arrived home, no cars were in the driveway. I unlocked the front door and shut off the alarm at the keypad. My gaze shifted around the hallway and up the stairs. Strange. No mozzie. He somehow always knew when I was outside the front door, waiting to greet me when I entered, from classes, from work, from anywhere. Mozzie! Silence. Although the alarm hadn't tripped, my scalp prickled. Something was very wrong. My stomach tightened as I slipped pepper spray out from my purse and crept through the hallway toward the back of the house. At the kitchen doorway, I stuck my head around the corner. Everything appeared normal. Edging into the room with pepper spray out front, I did a quick check behind the kitchen's island before working toward the family room. As I tiptoed around the sectional, my pounding heart did its best to alert the intruder and simultaneously foretell my impending doom. But nobody lurked behind the furniture or for that matter, anywhere else in the room. That meant they were upstairs with Moz. Either that, or I was being overly paranoid, which has happened on occasion, and the alarm wasn't tripped for a reason, because nobody broke in and Mozzie was sleeping in our bed. I spun back toward the kitchen when a flash of movement and a sound startled me so much, I took a quick reflexive step backward and flipped over the oddman, my purse flying off into oblivion, the back of my head cracking into the hardwood floor. Bright white stars exploded in front of me, the brilliance beyond blinding. I fought to bring the pepper spray to bear, which was miraculously still in my hand, but couldn't move my arm. I tried to stand, but my lower legs were casually stretched across the ottoman. Suddenly, I couldn't breathe. My chest was being compressed, something heavy holding me down. There I lay, torso pinned to the floor, 
useless legs up on the ottoman, white light everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to leave us there? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Boy, if that isn't an incentive to start reading, I don't know what is. <laughs> but I do want to ask a question about your book cover. Who designed that delightful cover? That was me working with people in my marketing agency. And we put a lot of time in that. Interesting. I, I just loved it. So where can we learn more about you, Brian, about your other book? And where can we purchase Fire and Ice? The best place is to go to my website, epolcari.com, B-T-P as in Peter, O-L-C-A-R-I.com. And on the website, you can purchase the books through the website. There are also links to other online retailers if you want to purchase through them. I also have on the website my blog page where you can read all about how Against My Better Judgment came to be, my writing process. So you can read about the fire and ice, some of the research that I've done. I'll be posting more of that in the coming weeks. I have a merchandise page with apparel and you know, mugs and things with funny sayings and quotes from Against My Better Judgment. Everything starts and ends with the website. That's the best place to go. We've been talking with B.T. Pulcari, author of Fire and Ice. Brian, thank you for sharing your story in Fire and Ice with us. I'm sure a lot of our audience will want to read your book, and I know I do. So when you publish the third in your series, will you please come back and chat with us again? I would absolutely love to. I really appreciate you having me on. B.T. Pulcari's cozy mystery, Fire and Ice, includes all the elements required to engage readers into solving the puzzle, a compelling hook, interesting characters, a well-structured plot, and a few red herrings. Well, if that review and this interview has you wanting more, go to btpolcari.com and order your copy today. And when you finish reading, don't forget to post your review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with our author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.